0: Welcome to The Basic Bee Podcast, a show for the wannabe SEO savvy service providers among us, for the coaches and consultants who dream of becoming known for their storytelling skills, not to mention the solopreneurs who straight up need to master all things social proof to increase sales. After a little reluctantly fully committing to this online world of business, I quickly realized I needed to get people to come to me. I needed to tell them I was here and how I could support them. I dove headfirst into social proof, which led me to SEO, which led me to storytelling, and now it gives me great joy to share what I've learned with other business owners so they skip the hard stuff and ease straight into sales. This podcast gives you expert insights, actionable takeaways, and casual convos with some of the online world's best and brightest experts and strategists. I think that's enough of an intro, so here we go. Hello and welcome back to the Basic B podcast and welcome specifically back to the Short and Sassy series. <laughs> so, as you know, we keep these shorter, a little bit more actionable and about a variety of topics. I really have been, you know, just thinking about interviewing and I've been watching so many interviews because I've been writing so many case studies. I've also been interviewing clients for the podcast. So, I just thought that this would be a really good topic to dive into because I've seen some things that could be done better, let's say. (laughs) And I, over the course of however many years I've been interviewing people, I can see that I've improved as well. So I want to pass along some of my best practices, my best tips and takeaways and all that kind of stuff. But I want to let you know that I'm not just coming to this from like, I know what's best for interviewing. (laughs) Like by no means is that accurate one of my favorite people to listen to their interviews is Ellen Yin. I think that she does a really incredible job of interviewing her podcast guests. She's been brought into different events as well to interview people. And I think that she just does a bang up job. So if you want to listen to someone actually doing this in real time and get some practice just by like listening to someone else, highly recommend Ellen and her podcast. And I'll make sure that I link that below as well. But I've interviewed clients for case studies. I have interviewed one in particular is that I interviewed Daryl for his case study with Leah. So I'll make sure that that's below. He was a hoot. He was one of these clients where he wasn't saying a whole lot and I kind of had to break him out of his shells to where he would say a little bit more and give me some more details so I could actually go forth and write a case study. But it was a lot of fun. I love interviewing people and that was a fun interview and the case study turned out beautifully. So I will make sure that I link that below and you can see that example. But that's just one person that I've interviewed for a case study. I've also been asked to interview peers for programs that I've gone through so that that video can be then used to promote the program. That has been a lot of fun. So that's something very different where I probably didn't experience the same things as the clients that I'm interviewing for case studies, but I have experienced the same things for these peers of mine where we've gone through these different programs or memberships And I'm able to insert my experience as well and kind of bring that into the interview. I've also interviewed summit hosts and podcast hosts, and that is always a blast. They then get to take that audio and use it as part of their podcast or part of their summit event. So that's been really, really fun. And I've done that a few times in the last year. I love it. Also, as I mentioned, I think I've told you this before, but part of my process for writing case studies If I'm not doing the interviewing, that's option A. Option B is that the person I'm writing the case study for already has an interview. That might be a podcast interview where they had their client come on and they were asking them different questions about their experience. Or it could be a Facebook Live that they then give me the link to. Or this is probably the most common one is that there is an interview, a video interview that's been done and it's just hiding on a Google Drive. (laughs) So I've listened to and consumed these interviews in order to craft case studies. One person I did this for is I watched Ashley and Angela's interview so that I could write that case study. And again, I'll make sure that that's below so you can see an example. And then lastly, which I actually mentioned at the beginning, was that I've interviewed countless podcast guests for my shows. And it's just been so fun to talk to people, but also to see how I can make their experience better and make for a better interview. So That is my like credentials, I guess, if you will, for interviewing. And then these are the things that I really want to dive into. So, first off, how do you even begin an interview? (laughs) I would say this is probably like the most awkward thing that I really wasn't sure how to begin interviews. I just like talking to people, and I'm not someone who really does small talk or fluff. So, I just want to get to it. I just want to get to the point. And I kind of had to bring that in for when I'm interviewing. Again, podcast guests or people that I'm going to write a case study about. So a few things have helped me. I will chit chat with the people before I hit record and I will say a lot of this stuff to them. So I will first off set expectations. I will say I make sure that I do most of the talking up front because I find that that really puts the other person at ease. They understand what I'm looking for. They know how they can do quote unquote their best. And it just gives them a lay of the land so they know what's coming. So set expectations. Some things there would be, you know, we're going to get into a 30-minute interview. This is what it's going to look like. This is how it's going to flow. I love sharing with them how it's going to be used. So if it's not going to be used at all, I will let them know that. If it's going to be used for a Facebook Live or something like that, I will let them know that. And that is often something that I've already asked my client before I even get into the interview. I will then ask them, after I give them all this information, I'll ask them if they have any questions. Often it's no, but if they do have any follow-up questions or if there's something that is in their mind or they're a little bit concerned about that they haven't expressed to me, this gives them an opportunity to do that. So I love, as you know, (laughs) if you've been around for any amount of time, you know that I love asking questions and asking if people have any questions. When it comes to the questions that I want to ask on an interview or that I feel like are the best ones to ask in an interview. The number one thing I want to make very clear was that you want to ask open-ended questions, which means it's not a yes or no question. It is a question where it's like, well, what was your experience like? And then that lets them tell the story. They can give as much or as little detail as they want. You do not want to put words in their mouth. Do not lead the witness. This is not a time where you want to be leading them to any specific destination. You want their words because that is where, when you get really good testimonials or when you get really good one liners from clients, that happens because they are using their own words. They are giving you keywords that you can then use for the rest of the case study, for example, or in a sales page or something like that. So do not put words in their mouth. That is a big no no that I see. Happen a lot. And I used to do the same thing. I would give them, you know, here's an example. How did that make you feel? Or how were you feeling once you wrapped up the program? Were you excited? Were you pumped? So that is me giving them options. I don't want to give them options. I'm going to get a much better response if I say nothing, if I ask the question and then I just am silent. That's another thing. <laughs> get used to silence and just embrace it. With me being a massage therapist, like I am. Quite comfortable with silence, but not everyone is. And that is something that you really need to embrace in order to have a good interview. If this is an interview that's going to be used in a podcast, you can always edit out those silent spaces, but let there be silence because their brain, whoever you're interviewing or talking with, their brain is going, they're thinking, they're trying to find that answer. So give them space and give them time to come up with an answer for you that they feel really good about and that they feel really strongly about. What Should you then notice about the person that you're interviewing? This is me probably just being like a highly sensitive human that I am, (laughs) where I'm a little too observant sometimes, but often my observations make for a better experience for someone like I mentioned. So, what do I want to notice about the person that I'm interviewing? I want to pay attention to are they repeating themselves? If they are, I probably don't need to ask that question again. I don't need to rephrase it. I don't need to come back to that point because if they're saying that, they're going to keep saying that. Also, it could be that maybe I do need to rephrase the question and ask it from a different angle or lead them into it just a little bit differently. But notice if they're repeating themselves. What is their body language like? Are they leaning in? Are they really closed off? Are their arms closed? Are they like, you know, wrapping into themselves? If they're doing anything that looks like, you know, going into a fetal position, they're probably really not comfortable. So we just want to notice that and think through like how could I make them more comfortable? For me, I like to laugh. I like to joke. It's a way that I am able to just set someone at ease and kind of disarm them, if you will, and it lightens the mood. However, that is also something that you want to pay attention to. Something that I've done recently is when I'm doing interviews. I will kind of test before we're even recording to see if that person will respond to humor. So I might crack a joke before we've hit record and I'm going to notice like, okay, did they respond to that? Was that something that they're just like, they're typically more of like a reserved kind of, the only word that's coming to mind is like stiff, more of a straightforward, more of a serious kind of personality. You want to notice that. Sometimes humor will, Have someone kind of like break a little bit and have them open up a little bit more. Sometimes it doesn't have that effect. So I usually test that before we're recording, and maybe you could do that too. So those are just some things to notice about the person while you're actually recording. Now, when it comes to how long an interview should be, it depends on the situation. But I will say you only need 30 minutes. You can get everything you need in 30 minutes. I used to block off an hour for interviews, interviews that I would do for getting testimonials for a sales page. And then I would block off an hour for case study interviews. I don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. And even I've seen interviews recorded that are like 45, 48, 50 minutes. You don't need that much time because I see the people repeating themselves. I see the people getting uncomfortable or getting like antsy where they're ready to go. They're like, okay, can we, can we be done now? So those are kinds of, again, going back to like what to notice about the person, those are some things to notice, but you only need 30 minutes. I've even done an interview as short as 15 minutes. I was talking with a very busy doctor and he only had time to just like jump on a phone call. We weren't even on Zoom. So I'm going to get to a tip about that in a second, but you don't need as much time as you think you do. And coming to the interview with a set, you know, prepared little list of questions will really help you maximize the time that you have with that person. And by recording the interview, it's going to enable it to move a little bit faster as well. So do you need to record these interviews? Is that something that you actually need to push for? No, you don't need to push to record interviews. However, whenever that has been the case, like with this doctor, with the 15 minute interview, I clarified with him, I, this might take a little bit longer because I'm going to be scribbling notes the whole time that we're talking I might repeat myself or I might ask you to repeat something so that I can make sure that I grab that quote from you. And he was very okay with that. We only had 15 minutes. We only had a phone call and we made it work. But just know that in general, it's going to take a little bit longer if you're not recording the interviews because you are making those notes, because you are going to repeat yourself and because you're going to ask them to repeat themselves as well. Because people say really smart things and we just really want to capture it. (laughs) So I've also had people ask me not to use the video. That was something that they didn't want to be on video. They didn't want the video to be repurposed in any way. And I honor that. I am a big stickler that if someone says, this makes me uncomfortable, I don't want to do it, we're not doing that. If they're okay with me recording the interview so that I can make the most of our time and be super efficient, then I let them know I'm going to be recording this. It's only going to see my eyes and my ears. (laughs) It's not going to anybody else. And when I delete this, I will confirm that with you. So I've even sent emails to, this has happened twice. I've even sent emails to those folks and included a screenshot where it was like, you know, video deleted or file deleted or something like that. And I will let them know because I take that real seriously. If that's something that you're asking me to not use the video, I'm not gonna let that video stick around longer than I need to. I'm gonna go in, rewatch it, pull the quotes, maybe watch it a second time to make sure there's nothing that I missed. And then I'm truly gonna delete it. So just know that you don't need to record it If you're doing like a phone call and you're writing out notes or you're typing out notes, there's going to be some repetition. Just again, set expectations and let the person you're talking with know that and know that it might take a little bit longer if you're writing or typing and talking and trying to like remember where you want to go. In the copywriting world, it's called pulling on a thread. So if I come to an interview and I have eight questions listed out, but then they say something and my brain is like, oh, I want to go ask more about that. That's pulling on a thread. And even that's going to be something that I'm going to have to write down. So, when it comes to interviewing, there are a lot of things to take note of, a lot of things to take stock of. You really want to be paying attention to the person and just noticing how they're feeling and what their body language is telling you. You want to come in prepared with a list of questions. You want to set expectations for sure. You don't need more than 30 minutes. And you want to be asking those open ended questions. No pleading the witness, please. <laughs> but where do you go from here? There's a few different things that I can help you with as far as interviewing and that you might want to come to me for interviewing assistance, let's say. So if you want to outsource interviews being done, I do that. (laughs) That is something that I absolutely love. You can DM me or fill out the contact form on my website and we can talk through specifics, but do know that that is something that I do. I love doing and I always confer with you first about like, what do you actually want to get out of this interview? How is it going to be used? All that type of stuff. And I will ask you to introduce me to the person that I'm going to be interviewing so that it's not like, hey, I'm Brittany. I'm some random person who's going to be interviewing you and asking you a whole bunch of questions about X. Um, also, if you're interested in you case studies, but you don't have an interview, you don't have time to do the interviewing, you don't want to do the interviewing, know that that is a part. That I offer, that is a service that I offer. So, whenever we're talking through, you know, on the initial call or the initial box, or when we're talking through specifics and the process and what to expect for you as well, I'll tell you that that's an option. Either you can come to me with a pre-recorded interview, or that is something that I can do for you. Also, if you want to get better with interviewing, if you want to get better with interviewing, that's a big focus inside the case study training program. And that's going to be starting on April 29th. So stay tuned because I'm really excited. But that is a huge focus. That is the first thing that we focus on. And you can always come to the calls or find me on Boxer and ask me any like follow-up questions. Or if you have an interview scheduled and you want to make the most of it, that is something that you and I can talk through before as well. And it's such an important skill being able to interview someone that I created a mini email course around this skill, this practice, this workflow. Um, so keep your eyes open for that in March there are resources there's a live call for that all kinds of goodness it is an email course because I love them so much so that's all I've got for you about interviewing if you have any follow-up questions or clarifying questions about interviewing about the process about something that I just didn't even touch on use the question submission link below that you'll see in the show notes and I will talk to you next time that was really something wasn't it Let that really sink in and guide you toward being the answer to even more Googled questions. Thanks so much for joining me this episode. You are the reason this show exists and that it keeps growing. You know, thanks to all those follows and reviews. If you know someone who could benefit from what was shared, send it to them. We don't do shy around here. If you thought of clarifying or follow-up questions while listening, you know what to do. Say hi on Instagram. Check the show notes for all the things that were mentioned, and I'll talk to you soon, friend. Okay, okay, you get it. You know SEO is important, but no, you're not interested in learning another skill. Who has the time? But who are you supposed to trust with the task of getting SEO to work for you? Someone who won't ghost you mid-project or treat you like a dumb dumb lollipop. Someone who actually wants to empower you and your team with all things SEO. Hi, yes, it's me, Brittany, and you are the person I created the SEO packet for. You're curious, you want to understand this thing better, but like only a little bit. You don't actually want to do the doing. This way, you get the key SEO stuff super fast and you get support throughout and beyond the project. No more letting Google gift you the wrong SEO strategy. Time to put the right words in the right places and get found online by the right people. Find all the info you need below.